Welcome back to Life Coach Charlie. I'm your host, Charlie. There is no simple solution to a complex issue. All right. So what I want to do is get started on the season finale, episode 10, called The Premarital Gift with a question mark. And you're like, what is premarital gift? What's a premarital gift? It's exactly what you think it is. We're talking about relations between a man, woman, two women, whatever you want to call it, two men, whatever it is, but relations. And I, I want to keep it a little clean because I know I have a mixed audience who don't they don't necessarily want to hear a whole lot of very awkward conversations, maybe people in the car with them that they, you know. But I, I'm still going to have this conversation and we're going to do it. We're going to do it respectfully. Right. I want to talk about premarital gifts between People who are, let's say they're ready. They're consenting adults. I want to read from Wikipedia. And before I start, I want to get a sense of what where I'm going with this. All right. And, I, and, I, and, and it, to be clear, this 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 topic came to me because I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone. And for some reason, the topic came up of laying together before you actually tied the knot. Right. And was it right, wrong or indifferent? And I just it it, is it moved me to want to have the conversation. And like I said, I want to keep it clean as 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 much as I can. So I'm not going to be using a lot of vulgar language. All right. Premarital sex is a sexual activity which is practiced by people before they are married. Premarital sex is considered a moral issue, which is taboo in many cultures and is considered a sin by a number of religions. Since the sexual revolution of the 1960s, it has become accepted by certain liberal movements especially in Western countries. A 2014 Pew study on global morality found that premarital sex was considered particularly unacceptable in Muslim majority countries such as Malaysia, Jordan, Pakistan, and Egypt, each having over a 90% disapproval, while people in Western European countries were the most accepting with Spain, Germany, and France expressing less than 10% disapproval. I want to read a little bit more so we can be on the same page and I can go into the commentary. Until the 1950s, premarital sex referred to sexual relations between two people prior to meeting each other. During that period, it was the norm in Western societies for men and women to marry at the age of 21 or 22. And there were no considerations that one who had sex would not marry. The term was used instead of fornication which had negative connotations and was closely related to the concept and approval of virginity, which is abstinence until marriage. The meaning has since shifted to refer to any sexual relations a person has prior to marriage and removing the emphasis on relationship of the people involved. The definition has a degree of ambiguity. It is not clear whether sex between individuals legally forbidden from marry or sexual relations of one uninterested in marrying would be considered premarital. All right. So I want to talk about this. Like I said, I was on the phone. We got to talk and, and, and we, we, we were talking about things that you were doing wrong in life. If you were not wed, especially as a man, you, you were, you were expected to, let's say religiously, you were expected to abstain And as a woman, both expected to abstain from all forms of, like he said in the article, fornication, right? You were expected to not partake in that, right? So with that being said, I started to think 
Why? I want to read another part. It says, during the colonial period, premarital sex was publicly frowned upon, but privately condoned to an extent. Unmarried teenagers were often allowed to spend the night in bed together, though some measures such as bundling were sometimes attempted to prevent sexual intercourse. Even though premarital sex was somewhat condoned, having a child outside of wedlock was not. If a pregnancy resulted from premarital sex, the young couple were expected to marry. Marriage and birth records from the late 1700s revealed that between 30 and 40 percent of New England brides were pregnant before marriage. Why? Why are we told to abstain from sex before marriage? And why would we? Outside of the guilt you're going to feel outside of the the shame you're going to feel walking back into that home. Let's say you're a young person. Thinking that your parents automatically know what you did, right? What what's the what's the what is the biggest reason that we abstain that we don't want to sully our good name? Why do we care about that? And, I, and I'm wondering, and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay. The first thing you're going to say is religion. That is what told you. Even if you were old enough, even if you're 22 years old, 32, if you're following re- religion the way you're supposed to, if you're not married, you're supposed to abstain so i'm thinking like for who and when we're talking and apparently no one else is agreeing to this because if you're listening to this it's it said 30 to 40 percent of the brides weren't listening to this and that's the one that's are admitting it not the ones who are never married and still and have two and three and four right so what 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 religious what religious reason is it for for waiting to get married? What is marriage that you can't do unmarried? Why why do you need to be married before you can actually engage in the premarital gifts, right? My first thought is you you don't want your partner to be giving the premarital gifts to any and everybody before you meet her. Right. Or, or or vice versa. That 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 appears to be the first thing. If, if you're asking me. It would seem that someone out there was very aware that that may go left. And before they even get to Mrs. Right. And I'm using the man in this situation because I'm almost certain that the don't don't do anything until you get married was by a man. I'm just going to go on a limb. A woman may have thought it, but a man made it happen, right? I'm going to just go on 100% throwing it out there that that was created by a group of men who started that. You can't you can't do anything until you've married that woman, right? Now, why would that matter? I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say polite society would dictate something like that. I would think so. Not everybody's out in the middle of the field doing whatever they want to do. But you also got to remember that... This was put on us religiously and there are dire consequences in some countries. If you don't adhere to this, it's some some countries, they have some real serious issues if you get caught doing that. But you also have to think that if I'm religiously commanded not to do this, how is life supposed to continue on earth? Because a lot of people are not married. How many how many babies 
and I'm going to go on a limb. I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain most of the people I know, many of them were born out of quote unquote wedlock. So if I was to stick to the teachings, right? Religious teachings. I would have to wait until I found Mrs. Wright, courted her long enough, uh, uh, won over her family, won over her mom, won over her dad, except they get them to agree to the marriage. Well, first, I got to win her over, then get them all to agree to the marriage. And then we got to have a wedding. And then on that glorious wedding night is when we find out if we even like each other physically. Right. We find that out after however long it took. But let's even go back even further. That marriage wasn't even happening unless you were rich back in these days. So how could it be? Most of these marriages were for power and to 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 link to powerful families. So how were poor people expected to not have any type of relations? Because the marriage wasn't for them. So I'm super curious as to how do the laws of religion relate to poor people who weren't even getting married. So if that's the case, we wouldn't even have half the people we have because it's a law that you're supposed to wait. Some people can't afford weddings to this day. And by weddings and marriage becoming costly, even to go to the justice of peace, you got to pay them something. So it costs. You can pay for a marriage. There is in no circumstance, there's no scenario where you can legally be married without paying money for it. So in some ways, they're selling that act. The, the right to do, if you're, if you're going by the law, they're selling the right to do that by charging you to get married. So if we're, if we're, if we're going to follow this thing to the T, at some way we're paying for it, right? It's not a stretch. It's not a reach. You're actually, to get married, you have to pay for it. So in my mind, it's kind of something that's actually free. We got to get a license and we got to get, but even more so, right? You're going to say mor morally, morally, you should wait. What's moral about waiting to be 35 and married? Because let's talk about right now these days. I know a lot of 35 year olds who have never been married and can't find a person to marry. So what do they do? They go into their 30s and 40s waiting for relations with somebody? Or do you just marry the first person who shows you interest so you can have relations? Like, it has to, at some point, have real-world consequences if you're going to follow this to the letter. If you're going to follow this wait till you get married thing to the letter, you're going to be having a lot of issues before you get there. Right. So if if I'm waiting till I get married, what if we don't like each other in a year? What if. And this is highly likely we are not sexually compatible. What if what if this person doesn't agree with anything that you like and you don't know until you're already legally binded and married and you find out in the worst six months of your life that you don't want to be here no more it's no turning back at that point i guess unless you want to do what divorce 
or stick with this person and stay miserable. I don't know if outside of saying morally you can't do it, because in my opinion, you can't have your only way to create life be evil at the same time. So the only way you can say don't do it before you get married is to say that it's bad. How can something that creates babies be bad ever? Literally, without that, you you can't make a baby. So you're basically selling the right to actually make babies by saying you got to wait till you get approved by the church to get married. Now, yeah, they got these drive up marriages, but who wants to do that on, on a regular basis? Everybody doesn't want to do that. Some people want the big wedding. They want the priest, the reverend, the pat someone of the clergy to come down and marry them. Guess what you got to do? You got to sit down with them, convince them that you're ready. You got to take, you got to do certain deeds, take certain classes. You got to pass certain mental tests with these people. It's a whole thing. So you have to do a song and dance to get your marriage certificate to finally have sex. So, so at this point to me, for lack of a better word, it's behind a paywall. Your, your, your actual relationship is behind a paywall once you want to take it to the next step if you if you stick to the i'm waiting till i get married so what do you do you do it before you get married and you feel a wave of guilt i don't care how old you are when you first if you're a person who was raised in church like a lot of us were like me and you are told what you're told when you actually do break that covenant, you're going to feel miserable. You're going to feel guilt. I don't care how amazing that night was. You're going to feel guilt once it's over. You're going to have regret, whether it was great or not. You're going to have regret. And you're going to feel like you let down God. And that you're a bad person. That's not going to stop you from doing it again. But you're going to feel like a terrible human being. And as a matter of fact, it gets worse. The more you do it, the later you get into life, you're going to be second guessing yourself over the years of are you even a good human being at all? You're going to know your exact body count. Yeah, you're not going to go around being like, I got 20 bodies. But you're going to know when someone, if you sit down, you're going to remember every single name. You're going to be like Bobby, Ron, Ron, Ronnie, Ricky, Mike. You're going to know them. You're not going to forget not even one. And you're going to feel like a failure if you really believe that you were supposed to wait until marriage. That's called guilt. And once you... Let guilt get in, it doesn't leave, right? And I know people are having, they're doing their thing, you know, hand over fist. They just, no one's stopping. You're not stopping for guilt, right? But on those silent nights where you can't get none and you start thinking about your life and you're, you're 32, you still got four different names in your phone that you're kicking it with. None of them is, or, the other thing where you got one, but you got all these side things going on, your mind is going to kick in at some point and hit you like a ton of bricks that you feel guilty. You feel like you failed. You never found the right person. 
you're sleeping around and you're trying to reconcile why you're still out here doing these things. It is the biggest guilt trip you will ever, ever feel. I can't think of a bigger guilt trip unless you physically harm somebody. Outside of that, this thing, this will eat you up. If you're being honest with yourself. Yeah, you're going to, you're, yeah, you're out here, you're doing your thing, blah, 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 blah. But silently, when you are alone and you realize all the stuff you've done in the middle of the night, it could get to you. So why do you feel like that? Why, why do we feel like we shouldn't have done this? We shouldn't have done that. My only train of thought can keep going back to the religion that we were told. How religiously we were fed that doing any of that, even kissing, all of it, all of it's bad. They don't they, they don't approve of any of it. Technically, they don't approve of you hunching and you know what I'm saying? They they all of it. They don't want you out back, pressed against the wall, mouth to mouth. They don't want it. And by they, I mean the church or, you know, your parents or whoever. Whoever's trying to keep you pure. Now, if you're of age, if you're 25, 27, why is your parents still trying to tell you what to do with your body well first things first they're worried about you they don't want you to make the same mistake they did and in most cases your parent made a mistake you ain't got to take it in mentally and feel like oh my god but it was a oops right bobby i'm late like it wasn't planned for the most most of us wasn't planned i promise you so they don't want to see you do the same thing. And I think the premarital issue was a issue where they were trying to prevent a lot of oopses. If you're already married, then someone can take care of you. In theory. And if you're already married, they're taking you off the parents' hands. They don't need you don't need to find somebody to help you with the baby. You're married. So there's your help right there. So a lot of it was to avoid little people running around with littler people still living at home in their childhood bedroom. Now they got a little person with them. So it was to benefit you. Not to mention the diseases that you can catch. Which some people I'm sure believe are from biblical <laughs> biblical uh, retaliation for people doing too much. I don't feel like you can be what they said in the beginning. They Some people can consider it sin. It's, it's sin in a lot of people's opinion. And I went all the way around a mulberry bush to just talk about this whole thing of, of let's say, intercourse, right? And to me, I do not feel like, personally, 
I just don't feel like there is a sin possible when that's the only way you can obtain life. You cannot bring life into this world without that. So how in what scenario is it a sin? I just told you there are millions of people who are not married and they use the term wedlock on the child when the child is born and there was no marriage performed. But I also told you that marriage was started for wealthy people. It wasn't even for the poor. So where were you supposed to even get married for this to be a thing? And why does marriage matter in the first place? What is so magical about a marriage that's going to all, 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 all of a sudden make this baby not out of sin? Is the marriage the the, the the binding moment that makes that baby special? I don't think so. I don't think that a, a, a baby is special or not special due to the status of their parents, their love life. A lot of single moms and, and based on society, society's unwritten rules, she's supposed to never, ever have relations again she's supposed to be single raising those kids for the next 40 years no one unless she can marry that man so now she gotta marry somebody to have sex again some of these things that we put on ourselves we could never live up to them so what happens is we do them and then we feel guilt about it and instead of asking ourselves why is that even a rule in the first place? We'll chew ourselves up with guilt. I'm at a different stage where instead of chewing myself up with guilt, I'm going to ask myself, why? Why is that a thing? Why am I being told that this is a thing? And why would I listen? I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know if anyone out there agrees with me, but I do appreciate you listening. And I do 100% feel that some of our traditions need to be reevaluated. That's all I got. This is the season finale, season one finale of Life Coach Charlie. Season two will be back soon. You will hear about it when you hear about it. But Life Coach Charlie will return season two very soon. Stay tuned. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Peace.